Josh K here. Welcome, guys. My second episode, my second podcast. All right, we're gonna start talking about video games. First topic is going to be about video games today, and that's gonna be early access. Now, that's a topic which has been discussed a lot, many, many times, years. I want to analyze a little bit my view on early access. What I think is wrong with it, what I think is good with it, and why we should be avoiding it. All of you, almost everybody is really educated. People know why early access is not a great thing. Um, there's so many YouTube videos, so many YouTubers explaining, analyzing this topic about why early access is not a great way of experiencing a game. But I would like to give out today some different reasons on why I think early access is not a good fit nowadays. Um, I will start by saying that the main reason, in my opinion, that early access has been introduced, one of the main reasons, if not the, if not the only reason, if not the main reason, absolutely, one of the main reasons that it has been introduced is the internet. If, if any of you have been playing games since the 80s or the 90s, I mean, I wasn't an 80s boy, but I was definitely a 90s boy. 1996, I was being introduced. 90, yeah, four maybe. I was being introduced to all these shoot 'em up games like Wolfenstein, Doom, uh, um, Diablo One. So many, seriously, so many games, and um, even more. Some of them I don't even remember the titles, but I. I can recreate images in my head because I was too young. My mother did not want me to play these games. My father didn't care much. I mean, he, he, could, he didn't even realize what I was doing. He didn't even care much. But the thing is, they didn't provide to me the console or the PC or whatever. But they, whenever, whenever I was going to my uncle's home, he had a computer with all these games and I would play for hours and I was being happy. And um, so if you played games, in that era of the 90s, early 2000s, you, you know that distribution was happening in uh, with physical copies, with physical means. There was no online distribution, there was no way to get content the way we are taking it today. And um, that that's of, that's of course a, a great factor here because this is why, this is one of the reasons, if, if, if only if not only, if not the main reason why we have this early access is because of the distribution. And I still remember buying the PC Gamer magazine and I was, I was, every month I was like, I was getting that PC Master magazine, PC Gamer, I don't even remember the name of it. And it had a, it had a CD in there with a free game every month. It was Unreal, you know, it was Resident Evil, it was many, uh, one free game every month, plus one CD with demos and stuff. I'm talking about brilliant times, I'm talking about moments, amazing moments, feelings, incredible feelings. And, you know, nowadays we, we don't have that, they don't do that. PC Gamer is doing a subscription on iTunes, you can buy their magazine on iTunes and you can read it on the iPad or the iPhone or whatever. But nowadays we have the equivalent, which is obviously... Uh, the subscription you're getting from the PSN, let's say, where you pay $10 a month and you have access to two or three games a month. 
or Humble Bundle, where you pay $12 and you get, like, I don't know, many games every month. So subscription-based products. The distribution, though, the distribution has changed here. And the distribution also made it easier. Made it easier to get games to people's hands. You know, back in the days, when a company was releasing a game, the truth is that they didn't have much of a choice. It had to be great. Because if it wasn't great, I mean, in terms of bugs, definitely, in terms of functionality, if it wasn't functioning great, then they had to send you, they had to send a patch. And that patch was going to the magazines. And you had to go buy the magazine, and there was, you know, there was one CD with patches in there. And you were, you know, I still remember there was... Uh, PC Gamer, you know, Unreal was released, let's say, in January, you know, Unreal, and then in February you had, or March, you had the PC Gamer magazine with one CD with patches for Unreal and a few other games. So in order to patch the game, if they had to fix something, they had to send to you, they had to send, not personally, but they had to release to the magazines or the patches and the magazines were sending them to the kiosks and the, and the, and the markets, you know, uh, to the selling points. And then you had to go to that kiosk, you had to buy the magazine, and then you had to install the patch. That cost money. That, that, that cost money and time, and it was not an easy thing to do at all. Alright? But now, times have changed. We have something different now, which is called the internet and made things easier. You, you download a client, you get that client working, right? Easy. Get that client working. And you can download the game, you can update the game. You have Steam, people selling you games constantly. That's how the story. I'm, I'm just, I'm just explaining the timeline of things, how things have developed over time, how they've been created. And then you have all these stores, and people can buy stuff. You can refund them. You can play them. You know, it's all about quantity nowadays. It's not that much about quality. It's a lot about quantity. We have. 100 games in our Steam accounts, we have 300 games, 400 games. I have myself 400 games in my Steam account and I haven't even played maybe 60 of them or 70. The rest of them are sitting there. The rest of them are sitting there ducks doing nothing. All right. There are many people out there who are buying all these games in the offers, the discounts, buy those games and they play them or they don't play them. They're just sitting there, hundreds of games. I have friends with thousands of games and they rarely play on PC because there's a great offer and you feel the urge, the urge of the consumer to buy the product and just nothing, just have it. Your library sitting there. If Steam goes out of business tomorrow, if Steam disappears tomorrow, you don't have any games anymore, is it? All your games are gone, I suppose. I suppose it's gone forever, right? I don't know. Are they going to find a way? I'm not sure, but that's not, that's not the point. That, that's all right. That's not gonna happen, but I think you're, you're getting my point. So let's let's get back to our topic. So, our topic. So yeah, you have the internet now. You have all these clients, and that made things much easier for companies to actually distribute the game, distribute the product. It's all about distribution nowadays. I said before a minute ago. I'm gonna say it again. There's there's so many people out there nowadays to play your game if you're a developer. There's so many buyers to buy your product. You have access to everybody through the internet. It's extremely easy to get to people. It's extremely easy actually to sell to people if you know how to get to them. The problem nowadays is distribution. 
you make you make a Facebook page, you're a game developer, right? You, that's your first game, nobody knows you. Yes, there's so many people out there, but how do you get them to see it? That's why you pay Facebook, you pay Google to, to drive ads, to drive some traffic. Distribution is key and it costs money. That's what you pay for. And distribution has been made easier for the large companies making games because of the clients. They have a, they have a large name, they have a huge following, and they can release the games and distribution is key and is easier and this has helped a lot on bringing the early access phenomenon um, you know there's something about the game engines nowadays and this is about how easy it was made for people is how easy it was made for people to get to get started making their own games now, everybody can have access to Unity, everybody can have access to Unreal Engine, everybody can do FMOD and download samples in there and WISE. Almost everything is free. It, like, the economy of gaming is shifting, is changing dramatically, drastically. I, I still cannot believe seeing Epic Games. They haven't made a game in 15 years. Epic Games hasn't made a game yet. They, they haven't. If you think they made a game, you're mistaken. They have not made a game yet all right and i was reading a few days ago that a real tournament is eventually being slowed down because there's no interest because obviously where where are they gonna focus they're gonna focus to where the big money is they're gonna focus to where where there is the interest and that is fortnite to take this take this game and make it even bigger this game which i never liked and i'm never gonna like because it's not my taste I, some people want to play this and some people like that and they're enjoying it but it's not my style, that's not my cup of tea. They haven't made a game yet, that's not a game. That, that's a copy of something else that sells really well because, all right, you have great marketing, you have great tactics, you're, you're incredible, but that's not, that's not a game, all right? So now you see now all these, you know, you see now all these companies, they, are, they have their engines, a real engine coming from Epic, get it for free, get it for free, and you see all the, Development groups, you know, Facebook groups, everybody wants to make a game. Everybody is their new rock star of the future. And this is where early access is coming. You know, when I was younger and I was playing with bands, to be a rock star, it was actually the, the cool thing was to play in a band. The cool thing was to make music and release a CD and do tours. And everybody was like, oh my God, that's amazing. You are a rock star. Now, nowadays, nowadays people are drifting away from this. The cool thing is to be a game developer all right the cool thing is to make your own game and there is all these game engines now for free and all these products for free but they're not really for free what is happening here is the reason the reason you have all this early access is because there's so many people trying to make games they're making a prototype that prototype needs to be somehow crowdfunded and they're trying their best. It's, it's, it's nothing against the developers. Nothing against the aspiring developers who are starting out right now. It's nothing against them. But the tools are there and they're for free. And the reason they're for free is because they, they, they're making money from the developers actually going and purchasing things from these marketplaces. Yes, you know what? There's no point for Unity to keep Unity to paid users because that's leaving money on the table. We're gonna give it out for free. And we're gonna make millions from people buying assets. The same with Unreal. Free is more profitable nowadays. Free actually brings more money. 
the biggest the biggest game developers right now in the mobile space they make millions every day where AAA blockbusters make nothing AAA blockbusters are sitting on 10 20,000 people playing games playing the game you have Battlefield 5 maybe 20,000 people 30,000 people I don't know 50,000 across all platforms that's nothing for a good mobile game developer for a mobile game developer who's making a strategy game a pay-to-win environment a game that is only there to bring money to the company they, they, they have millions of players that's a different kind of gamers that's a different area here it's not the same that's something else that's that's not these are not gamers gamers that's something a bit different right I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compare these users with a gaming user on a PC or on a console. I don't think you're the same when you want to play. I don't I'm not like the same like I don't think you're seeing things the same way when you play Class of Kings or Class of Clans with someone who plays Destiny or World of Warcraft for hours and you play Class of Kings for hours. I'm I'm not sure it's the same. But you can see the market shifting and everything, you know. I just I've just seen now there's a new Call of Duty being made. It's in beta right now, beta for Android. New Call of Duty FPS game. Wow, cool stuff. Just, just you know, everything is shifting and, and early access has been a shifting point as well for the industry. The reason, in my opinion, early access is not a good thing is because not not because of the money, you know. People can do whatever they want with their money. That that's not that's not a deal for me. The reason it's not a great thing, early access, is because it is very normal nowadays. It, it has actually, they have actually made people believe, feel like it's okay to get a product which is not done yet. There are many gamers out there, especially younger gamers, who have been, who have experienced the first gaming period of their life has been the early access period. It's not what I have experienced in the 90s with Quake and Sin and Resident Evil 1 and 2 and, you know, Diablo and so many games. No one lives forever. There are many gamers who have not experienced this era. And what they have experienced is the last 10 years. And what they have seen, they think it's normal. This is why this is not okay, because people have been indoctrinated. They think, they think that this is normal. That's how things should be. And you get a product which is actually not good. Yes, you're being told that it's not ready, it's not finished, but you get to pay a full price for a product which is not ready. And usually, in the end, it doesn't end up well. Well, you're gonna tell me now, you're gonna ask me, you're gonna tell me, so what? Well, if you know that this product is not ready, then what's the problem? The problem is that, the problem is that, yeah, I understand, I reckon, I reckon that you don't care. I reckon that, yes, you know this is not a finished product and you're happy to wait and blah, 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 blah. But this is creating a status in the market, in the gaming market, which is unforgivable. Take a look at Fallout 76. Now it's normal to have a finished game, which is an early access. So polarity is changing, polarity is shifting, and you have something different now. You have a game which is released and it technically, you know, looks theoretically technically everything looks like an early and feels like an early access game so not not only it's normal to actually get started playing an early access game it's actually very normal to take a gold released game a fully featured game that costs 60 bucks and they don't even tell you it's early access 
They don't even they, they don't even let you know that you know what they, they are lying. They're hiding behind their fingers. So Fallout 76 has been a massive fiasco. It has been the worst game I've played in years. This is ridiculous. It's the worst thing I've seen and and played in, maybe in my entire life. And I played the game yesterday after the patch of the 4th of December and the 11th of December. The game feels better, definitely, but there is something so off, something so odd in there. The missions, the gameplay, you know, this is an early access game with a mask of a fully featured, fully released game. Not an alpha, not a beta. So it's so early access is not it's not only about the games who have early access on them. It has made early access has made it easier for people to accept it. The 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 pushing early access all this year down all these years down the throats of the consumers has created a situation where people have accepted it and now they're happy to see it as well in a fully released game of 60 bucks. It's not, they don't tell you it's an early access, but it actually is. And I had arguments with people on the social media, and there was one guy, he said to me, he said to me, in my country, he said, we're supporting developers with early access. We are not cheap that we're gonna go, we're not cheap to go and buy a game when it gets released. So there's people out there now that they think that you're a ship just because you wait for a game to be released. So as you see, polarities have changed. All of that stuff has changed. It's not the same anymore. That's not a good thing, in my opinion, right? That's why you have so many games on Steam. You have thousands of game on, games on Steam, and 90% of them are crop. I have so many games, I've played so many games, and I feel like I have nothing to play. There, there, there are no games, like most, most of the games, most of the games are bad. And there are many games out there who are good, but that's just a fraction of the thousands of games that are being released every month. How many fiascos you're getting every month? What happened to Destiny 2 last year? It took them a whole year. It took them months and months to get that game into a good state. Where everybody has left it, everybody abandoned the ship and went back to the Division and other games. And it took them months to actually fix the game again and get Forsaken out. We're talking about games that they didn't have a reason to exist. You never needed a Destiny 2 in the first place. You never needed a Division 2 in the first place. You never needed these games. All you needed was a DLC add-on because it's the same game. What's the difference between a Destiny 1 and a Destiny 2? There's no difference here. You don't need something else. That, that could easily be extra DLC, but Putting this number in front of a game, putting this number in front of the title, makes it for something new, for a new market, for a new, for a, for a new product, for more money. You know, saying that's a new DLC for Destiny One is not gonna bring more money, all right? And that's just giving you the excuse, the safety net. Oh, that's a new game, it's still in beta. Oh, it's a new game, it's just released. That's why it's crap. Give us some time to fix it. Warframe, a great example of a game doing it well. Spend so much time in beta. That's a safety net. They they can always tell you, you know what? That's our beta. That that's why the game is not great. That's the safety net for the developer. You know, I, you know, if we remove this now, we're not gonna have any excuses. These terms allowing allowing technology. Technology has allowed developers. 
technology has allowed developers to be able to tell the players what to play. Players don't know, consumers don't know what to play. Developers tell you what to play, you like it or not, they decide what you want to play. They decide what you're going to buy, they decide what you're going to play. They tell you what you like, and then maybe you decide if you want to go with it or not. Then maybe you go with another developer, with another company. You know, it's going to be Anthem or Division, it's going to be that kind of thing. Alright, but like they have, technology has allowed developers to be able to hide behind all these statuses the alpha, the early access, the beta, they are able to hide behind these terms. You know, back in the days, these were terms of development and they meant something. Now, what they mean is we've been lazy and we wanted to wait so that we can get that fixed. Only a fraction of the games out there get released on time and many of them are spending years and years. Take, take a look at DayZ. Take a look at DayZ, how many years they've spent being in, in Alpha, Early Access and all that stuff. Um, they've just been released to 1.0 when nobody cares. At a time where nobody cares to play a survival game. I play the game, it looks the same, UI has changed. A few things have changed, the game is the same, that's the game. You know, Rust has been released with great success. That was a game that was going to work. But take a look at Star Citizen, for instance. Oh my goodness. Like, I've been, I've been reading things about Star Citizen and how many millions have raised 170 180 and there's people out there who are spending thousands of dollars literally buying in-game ships like this is gonna go out of control these guys are gonna get in trouble one day there's gonna be a massive fiasco with that game i i can i can definitely sense that and of course all this um do-it-yourself kind of thing and the early access momentum you know then you have all these Kickstarter and Indiegogo things being introduced for a few years now and people are able to raise money to make a game and there were so many examples so many examples of uh, developers getting the money disappearing then Kickstarter had to change the rules so that they could protect the consumers the buyers actually uh, all right the the do donators right because you had developers literally uh, asking for money for a game you know asking lots of money then taking a million and disappearing you know shutting down the page nothing that happened a lot <laughs> that happened a lot all right kickstarter and all these uh, crowdfunding uh, websites they're still up and running and they do well and there are many games being released star citizen is uh, is uh, a kid of these websites it's coming from kickstarter i think that's all right. There are many, many games have been released through Kickstarter, and that's not a bad thing. But you know, all these, all, all these signs, all together, you know, they are, they're joining. All this, all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. Early access, you know, all these Kickstarter games. Everybody's a developer nowadays. Uh, nowadays, crowdfunding, all these pieces. You know, this is an age where nobody has the money, nobody has the funds. I am someone who makes a living from game development, game audio, sound design for music, uh, for games, music for games. It's really hard to get clients who want to pay because all the clients out there are people who don't have money, are people who are bedroom developers who make their own game and all their small team and you're like, oh, what, you want a couple of grants for a soundtrack? That's ridiculous. They, you know, we pay a couple of grants for the whole year for rent. You know, this, this, it has become like the music. It has become like the band. Nobody has the money for it. Like the bands, they don't have money. They have their instruments and that's it. They don't have money to go on a tour. They don't have money to pay the bills. It has become like that. Everybody's doing it now. Everybody's making a game, crap or not. 
and I'm telling you from the perspective of, the, of, of someone who works with developers, it's really tight for most developers to hire someone to do the sound, to do the music for the video games. So then they end up getting all the sound from, you know, from all these marketplaces and websites and it's crap. It doesn't sound good enough, you know, or it does, but it rarely does. All right. So this money is a problem, you know, budget is a problem because everybody's doing it. It's not so special anymore. You know, other things are special, who you know, who your publisher is, what's the company behind you, backing you and all these things. It doesn't matter like what what you have, what is the idea, everybody has been told, everybody has been said, everybody has been, everything has been, um, has been already been released out there. The, the many, only couple, few exceptional ideas which are worth mentioning. Everything else is a copy paste of something else. But the truth is, you know, the, this era of not having money, there's not much budget, you know, things like that. No, that's that's a part of the early access as well. You know, like the developers, they are making a game. They don't have enough money. They want to raise some money. They make this early access, but then you know, Steam has told you if the game fails, if it never gets released, you're not gonna get your money back. This can happen. It can eventually happen. But it's so wrong to go out there and ask people money for something that you might never be able to deliver. And some people still believe that this is a good thing to happen. And if you don't do it, you're a sheep. That's so wrong, guys. That's so wrong. I'm so happy always to support indie developers, people who are just starting out. But this has been, this has become common to bigger developers, double A or triple A. They're releasing early access. It's not only about the indie developers. I'm happy to support a developer who's just starting out now is an indie developer. Is someone who just start who's just starting and they don't have the funds. I have I have bought early access before, but it has become a norm to bigger developers right now to double uh, and triple A, and this is so so wrong because it can only hurt consumers. Gaming is going, f gaming is worse right now. Check the releases this year: Fallout 76, Battlefield 5, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 so-and-so but the first two were absolute crap absolute crap i don't know i don't i don't, don't want to sound like a pessimist but to me it sounds like we need some sort of a reset button generally for things to start over again and rethinking there's gonna be a big boom one day i feel like there's gonna be there's gonna be a whole things are gonna escalate into a different level and we're gonna have to start over again that's how i think that eventually where it's going to lead us this is where i think it's going to lead us eventually in my opinion anyway that's of course opinions right and maybe early access is the greatest thing that has ever happened to us but i will never know most probably you'll never know we don't know these things these are things are too complicated this this podcast is just my opinion and me analyzing the situation i think though that if there's something that we can do is at least not pre-ordering the games and not supporting all these companies who are selling gain for nothing because it has created the norm where AAA developers are making early access games and they're pretending that they're full releases that's the point it's not the indie developers my point is uh, AAA developers who are pretending they have full releases and they're actually releasing an early access because we're used to this and we're happy to play an early access so I don't know that's my opinion that's how I see things let me know your thoughts though get in touch with me I'm happy I'm happy to have a conversation with you, your opinion. 
Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye.